Okay, guys. Um, mute. Okay, hello everybody. Um, what I'd like to do is uh, is to go through to finish up chapter five. There are three psukim left, and let's see what we can do and get them done. So the psukim say we're starting in chapter five, verse seventeen. The pasuk says, um, "Hine." It's, 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 now, we've gone through all this like darkness around how terrible money is and how it eats people up and everything. And now he says, Vahine. He says, instead of going back into all the, all the, uh, the desire for wealth, everything, um, the way Shtazaz explains it says, Behold, the good that I have seen, that it's fine to eat and to drink and to see benefits in all of the, the work. That we work under the sun. Um, so the Rashi says, what does it mean? Asher tov. When I saw that it was good, means to eat and to drink. So Rashi tells us that um, here we see that there's a very important thing that whenever Shlomo Amelech speaks about to eat and to drink, what he's speaking about is actually to learn Torah. The eating and drinking that Shlomo Melech speaks about is really all the time is, uh, is learning Torah. Because that's the ultimate good. And a person shouldn't just have a goal always just to, um, to amass wealth. But rather, the person should really just um, be happy with what they have. Um, because that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you. Ki hu chelko. And that's what it means in Pirka Avot. When we say, Ezu ashir asamech b'chelko. Who's the person who's wealthy, who's happy with that which they have? Because at the end of the day, the things that we have are the things that Hashem has given us. And the ultimate simcha, joy that we should have in our lives, is to understand that that which we have been given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, it says, but then it says, v'lirot tova. So it says, this is basically what he's saying. He says, only this I've found is real good. That one should eat and drink, i.e. that one should sit and learn. One should learn Torah, one should act and behave in the way of Torah. And get pleasure. Um, and see Tova, see goodness, see Bechol um, Amolo. What is the Tova? So um, the Matzidus Davi says, the Tova is That with that which we have, and with that which we are blessed, we should be, we should be learning that the aspect of Torah, one of, the, one of the three pillars in the world, the aspect of Torah, the Avodah, and the, the service of Hashem, and the doing of, of Chesed and Tzedakah to the world, because in that way, then the things that we do have a value, the things that we do have a sustainable value, um, and it's not just, uh, it's not just um, physical wealth. Comes along the um, the Matsudas David and says, What does it mean when when the pastor carries on and says that um, uh, that we must do all of this during the number of days that Hashem has given us, for that is our portion. He says that we must understand that that we're not here forever, um, and since we're not here forever that we need to ensure that the things that we have are used for, uh, for others, tzedakah v'chesed, 
are used for others and to, and to create some type of, as I said before, sustainable legacy. Carry on the pasuk because I really want to finish these, um, these psukim to go into something at the end. Gam kol adam Elohim. Osher nechasim. says whenever a person is given wealth and property, everything that he has, v'hishlitu lechol mimeni. And he's allowed to enjoy them during his life. And to carry that which he has. And to enjoy and get pleasure from that which he, which he has worked. That is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, Rashi explains, what does this mean? He says that uh, if we're going to say that to eat and to drink means to learn Torah, we need to understand that this, in this world that we have is that... Uh, um, now, the only thing we have that we take with us, really, are the good deeds that we have in the Torah that we learn. Um, and why do we do that? In order to get some type, some manner of reward going forward. Um, the the Matsudas David says that uh, everybody should uh, endeavor to, to find that part of, of Torah, that part of, um, of Chesed, that part of Mitzvot, that really resonates with them, because that is the thing that will stand... Um, for, for our schut when we go, when we go on high. And uh, really what is, what, is, what is important to understand is that, um, is that not everybody is the same. If you look in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says that Gam kol ha'adam asher natano. Gam kol ha'adam explains the Matthias David. It means that each person has their own thing. And every person, we need to strive and find exactly what that thing is because uh, everybody's given different things. And because we're all given different things, we're given different peklach, we're also given different brachas. And because we're given all these different things, we have to find which is that aspect of that thing that we, have to, uh, that we need to resonate most, most profoundly with us all. Now, in the davening on Shabbos, there's an amazing thing we say, um, and it's in every single one of the davenings of Shabbos. The only refrain that is consistent on a Friday night and a Shabbos day, um, in in in, uh, in Shachrit and in Mus- and and in Musaf and in Mincha, and that is that we say to, to Hashem, "V'taher libeinu lo'ov decha be'emet," purify our hearts lo'ov decha to serve you be'emet in in truth, and the. Um, the the uh, the Ishbitzer Rebbe says the most stunning thing. He says, "What does it mean of the Chabemet?" Obviously, we're going to serve Hashem. He wants we want him to 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 uh, to taheli ben, to purify our hearts, to serve Him. Obviously, it must be that we're going to serve Him beemet. He says that not so simple. He says that we need to ensure that our dat Hashem is real emet, not in the way we understand it to be for everybody, but our emet. Our real personal truth is that that has to be our avoid us Hashem. That has to be the way that we serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because if we're not serving it that way, we can't get real simcha. We can't get real joy of the mitzvahs that we do. Because the real joy is in the fact that the mitzvahs resonate with each one of us in our own personal way. And then he says, and it's the final pasuk, and this is what I want to go into. There's some beautiful things. He says the following. He says, Shlomo Melech in pasuk number 19. Because he'll not remember much of the days of his life. Says if a person is only chasing after after externalities and after wealth, then you're not going to enjoy your life because you're all just busy running after the stuff that is really not important. But rather, what has to happen is that our Kaddish Baruch Hu is the solution to provide him with everything that we need. Hashem gives us everything that we need in our lives. 
Ki Elohim Ma'ane, Hashem will answer, Basimchat Libo, and how does that uh, exist? Basimchat Libo, when we have, a, have an internal sen- uh, sense of serenity, of joy, and of simcha. So, on that is really what I want to look at a couple of Mafarshi, because I think that's, uh, there's some beautiful ideas of what this means. So, firstly, um, Rashi says that a person, when it says that you must remember, that we won't remember Yemei uh, Chayav, the, 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 the number of our days, Rashi says, He says, the truth be told that we don't have that much, that long in our lives. We have, please God, 120 years, but that, that's not that much to achieve the things that we, we would like to achieve in, in, in our lives. But our Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, says to us, that what we have is eternal if we really want to do it, but if we do it with the joy of our hearts. And really now, this is a, um, is a, is a fundamental Rashi that I, I really feel in many ways privileged to have seen because um, well, you'll see what I mean, that Rashi says the following, what does it mean with the joy of his heart? That the real joy that a person gets is not just the joy that we get from that which we experience, but rather, he says, a person to really connect to the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu really needs to have joy, to do tov to do which we translate as good, but we understand that the word tov is what the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood the world, and if HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood the world, in the, in the usage of the word tov, then it must be that that which is tov b'chayav means to do that which is godly in our lives. So the way we really get true simcha is doing that which is godly, doing that which is creative. It says uh, that we are, um, when we were created in the world, we created as partners, Rav Soloveitchik explains. Partners in creation. And partners mean that we do that which Hashem does. And that's what gives us the real true simcha, the real inherent simcha. Vara'itim midrash says Rashi, and I saw in a midrash, that who is the person that did tov b'chayav. Who was the person that always was so so besimcha? Ze Elkanah. That was Elkanah. So who was Elkanah? Elkanah was the husband of Chana. Chana, this woman who uh, who didn't have children and who could not and battled and battled and eventually um, she is the mother of Shmuel, who is the navi, who is this man who who anoints the kings who becomes so great. His father, we kind of like forget all about. We don't, don't think about him. But comes along Russia and says, Elkanah is the man who did what? Who, 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 who was samach la sotov b'chayav. Was always had great joy to do what was tov b'chayav, good things, godly things. What were the godly things? Shehedrich et Yisrael la'alot l'shilo b'regalim. He's the one who taught the Jewish people that, um, that they must come up to Shiloh, to come up every year to Shiloh is where the Mishkan was on the Shalosh Regalim. Now listen carefully. What does it mean that it was Samach to do Tov Bachayav? He never took them on the same route. Every time they went up to the Shalosh Regalim, the people that followed Elkanah never, ever, ever went on the same route. Why? in order to um, 
advertise what he was doing in order to show everybody what he was doing. Elkanah made sure that every time he went up to the to to um, to Yerushalayim, which he was, uh, I mean, he's how many times can a person go? 20, 30, 40 times. Every time he went, he went on a different route in order to go and find people. So even though there may have been a route that was, uh, that was easier, that was more convenient, he always took a different route in order to gather other people together and to bring um, uh, and to make it more uh, popular for people to ensure that they would come up to the Mishkan. Um, and that's why it says that he is the person and it says, and that's why the apostle refers to him and says that this man came up from his city, meaning he came up in different places. Why is that so important? Because in the way that we serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, has to be a, a space of simcha. Sorry, just one second. Sorry, I just want to close the door. Sorry about that. So why, why is it so important? Because the fact that Elkanah was a, went up in a different t- way every single time is, shows his desire to do things, to do things with, with a simcha, with a joy that comes from novelty. And we say that on every show because um, we, think, we speak about Shir la Hashem Shir Chadash, that we're going to sing a Shir Chadash to Hashem. And the concept of Shir Chadash. Why, why would, how can we have a Shir Chadash? We say the same thing every week. It must mean that we're finding different routes, different paths, different ways of attaining a connection with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and therefore we are constantly able to maintain the Simcha. Simcha does not come, is, Simcha can't be maintained. Simcha has to be constantly built, has to be constantly um, fed, and therefore that is really what, um, um, what, what, what Rashi is telling us and the simcha is shayah samach baregel, that there was a specific simcha that he felt when he came on the regel, when he came on the, um, on, on, on the Yom Tevin. Um, as the, uh, the, there's the, the Likuta Halachot, Likuta Halachot was written by Rav, uh, Rav Natan. You know, we, this, uh, if you, anybody's like familiar a little bit with the Breslavers, they've got this, this person, Rav Natan. Rav Natan was the person who transcribed Everything of um, of the of uh, Rav Nachman of Breslov, and because Rav Nachman wrote everything down, so he he really th- because of him we have the writings on the, the thoughts of uh, of uh, Rabbi Nachman, and Rabbi Nachman says that the simcha of mitzvah is the concept shibichinat ain tov ba'adam. That the simcha is there is nothing more tov of more tovness of more godliness to a person. He says than the simcha of mitzvah, and he says the following. Nimtza, we find, that the Umasirat Adam, that the Pasuk, that the verse, this verse is coming to give us a, ter- a level of Chizuk. She is a Hermaod, that a person must be very, very careful. We've got to find Chizuk and constantly um, strengthen ourselves in our Simcha all our lives. Because, you know, at the end of the day, our lives are short. And they just disappear day by day. And I think for us, in this uh, lockdown period, has been the most profound understanding of how quick days are. The days seem to just roll into each other without, um, 
without any boundaries. There are no boundaries. We don't, we don't have the same structures that we used to have. And so the days are Purchim, Ma'od, Ma'od, Kamosha Katuv, Kilohabad, they're not many. And, and that's why a Kohelet keeps speaking about the Hevel Olam, all the stuff that is unnecessary in the world, right? So therefore, what's the way of coming out of those things? That therefore our lives must be filled with Chiyut Amiti, with true Chiyus, with true um, joy, with true um, passion in the way that we do things. And how do we do them? We do that through Simcha the Kedusha, which is the Chiyot. But how do we do that? Through the Simcha of, uh, of Sanctity. And the Simcha of Sanctity ultimately is the thing that is going to give us the, um, the great brochas that we want in our lives. Um, the final thing that I wanted to look at, and, uh, and that is the following. There is the Akedat Yitzchak, who was uh, Rab Yitzchak ben Moshe Arama. Um, He's one of the great Spanish rabbis. You know, we, we forget that uh, in the, 14, the, the 1400s in Spain was like the ultimate golden age of the Jewish people. You had so many incredible people, so many greats um, that were in Spain, but they all just disappeared. Many of them, as we know, went to, um, to, uh, to, to Eretz Israel, and, uh, and when they were there, that's where you had... Um, uh, Yosef Karo, the Shalah, all these great Spanish um, uh, descendants of, the great, uh, of all the great Jews of Spain, they, they find themselves in Sfat, and that's where Sfat becomes this holy city um, with all these great people there. But um, during the time of the, Sp- of the greatness of Spain, there was, a, there was a gentleman whose name was Rav Yitzchak ben Moshe Arama, known as the Akeda Yitzchak, incredible man that... Um, that he, his whole idea was to bring certain philosophies and understanding of the text. And he says something so very important in terms of the ending of, uh, of, this, fa- of this chapter of, uh, of Kohelet, where we've spoken about wealth, we've spoken about material blessing, we've spoken about how we've got to strive to be besimcha. He says the following. He says, material blessings should be viewed merely as an auxiliary to the main brocha, which is spiritual in nature. That often we, we, we need to understand that the, the, the brochas that we have on the physical level are actually brochas of a spiritual level, but sometimes we don't really see the spirituality of the brocha. When material wealth is in the hands of, pers- of people amply endowed with spiritual qualities, then the material wealth enhances the spiritual qualities, enabling the, enabling the owner to employ his wealth in the service of Hashem. When we, are, when we are able to tap into the, um, the spirituality of the physical brocha, then those physical brochas give us so much more. When we are able to tap into that physicality, we can feel the simcha of the mitzvah of everything that we do in a real deep way, says Akeda uh, Yitzchah. But, he says, when the material wealth is given to persons lacking in virtues, the wealth tends to corrupt the owner even further. And that's why we see when Yaakov Avinu gives, uh, sorry, when Yitzchak Avinu gives Yaakov brochas, he gives him, he gives him these incredible brochas of, of, of what he should get. But before he even mentions the material aspects of the brocha, he gives him a brocha of, spiritual, of, of, of spirituality. And that's what's so important for us to understand is that the brochas that we have in our lives, the physical brochas, all the things that we spoke about, that... Um, 
that, uh, that uh, Shlomo HaMelech, uh, through the refrain of Kohelet, keeps speaking about Hevel, Hevel, and, 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 and Chadash, Tachad Shemesh, and all these things, which have, with inverted commas, no value, according to uh, the Akedat Yitzchak, he says they do have value. What is the value that they have? The value they have is how we will perceive those brochas in a spiritual manner. And if we perceive those brochas in a spiritual manner, then all of those brochas get enhanced spiritually. And that's what it means to be, to, to make ourselves into what we call a klisha brocha, into this vessel that will hold that brocha. And uh, I think what we, uh, we need to understand is that we find that in this week's parsha. Where do we find it? We spoke uh, a while ago about the concept of kesef, of silver. So in this week's parsha in Baalotcha, we read about the two um, uh, trumpets that were made. There were two trumpets that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe to make out of silver, out of kesef. And um, the purpose of these trumpets is to is when uh, different sounds that they make, different sounds that are blown, will be um, will be different movements that Bnei Israel have to do. I'm going to have to go into the details of all of those. But something's fascinating. The um, the oh gosh, I can't remember what it is now. I think it's the Meishiloch. Yeah, the Meishiloch, the Ishvitzer. He says the following. He says that what is incredible is that the um, the concept of kesef means taiva. The concept of kesef means desire. So when we're talking about the spiritual blessings that we have, it come, we have to understand that it comes, at, it comes out of a desire for, 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 for connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Where is that desire for connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifest into these two trumpets? So says the, um, says the Mashilach that the two trumpets represent the two types of Torah. There's Torah Shebikhtav and there's Torah Shebaalpeh. The Torah Shebikhtav, um, the written Torah, how many books are there in the written Torah? So everybody will say they're five. But in actual fact, this week's parsha, according to many of the Mepharshim, shows us that there's actually seven. Why is that? So if you look in this week's parsha, you'll notice that um, there are two psukim. There's a pasuk Vahibin Soharon, which we say when we take out the Torah, and a Venucha Yomar, which we say when we, take, when we put the Torah back. And those psukim in the Torah are surrounded by two inverted nuns on, uh, on each side. Um, and explain them Farshim in actual fact that the purpose of these two inverted nuns is to, is to create uh, a break in the Sefer Bamidbar. You get Bamidbar up to the first inverted nun. At that point in time, it's the end of that book. Then you have these two verses. Uh, which is the end of that book, and then you have the, the rest of Bamidbar, which, which, is, which is another book, which gives you now seven books of the Chumash. So the Torah Shebikhtav, the, the written Torah, is made up of seven books, not only five, according to this opinion, and the Torah Shebaal Peh is made up of six, six of the books of the Mishnah. We all know that from, uh, from Pesach. So seven plus six is equal to what? Is equal to 13. The word Echad, which is the way we describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, the word Echad is the gematria of 13. Um, Aleph is 1, Chet is 8, that's 9, Dalet is 4, which gives you 13. And so therefore the purpose of these two silver, beautiful trombones, um, trumpets, is in order for us to understand that even within the physical beauty and desire there can be the one singleness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the Shabbat Torah Bechitav, the Echadness. 
And that's really what we have to do in finding the silver that we have in our lives, in the material blessing that we have in our lives, the spiritual bracha that can connect us to the, sing, to the, to the unity of our Kodesh Baruch Hu in the most profound way possible. I wish everybody a beautiful Shabbos. Um, can you believe it? We actually had good internet all the way through one year. Baruch Hashem, we're on track again. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Please be safe. It is not, it is, whilst they, the government has put us down to um, level three, and this is very important, the government put us down to level three, it's clear that um, we, we are not out of it yet. Um, and that's very important to know. We're not even close. In actual fact, the, um, the, it, it's going to get worse. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is how, is, uh, is what, how can we, how can we make ourselves even safer? Because at the end of that, Pikuach Nefesh, please be careful out there. Just make sure when you keep to all the appropriate, um, care. God bless everybody. Be safe. Be well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Cheers. Shabbos. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Shabbos. Good Shabbos, Shabbos. Shabbos. Good Shabbos, Shabbos everyone. Good Shabbos. 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 Good Shabb